Yeah, <laughs> uh, so a lot of you already know them, but for those of you who don't, they're, um, they're in Jackson, Mississippi, serving the poor there, and they've been there since 2005, so it's been a while. Um, but they're still there, and um, we just really honor them because, you know, it's really hard to serve a community that doesn't really know the love of Jesus, and when you serve them, love on them, give them things, they're not grateful, and in return, they steal from you more, they... Um, they might put your life in danger, your family's lives in danger, and they're still there. And so we just really honor them, and we're grateful that they're here to share with us. So why don't we all stand and welcome Miss Amy as she comes up to share. Thanks, Lily. I love you guys. I'm wondering if um, y'all don't mind if we could just um, pray on our knees for just a moment. Y'all seem like y'all are able-bodied people. I'm going to ask my husband if he would come and pray before we read the Word of God. And he can knee, knee over here. Um, just close your eyes for a minute and just ask the Lord to um, just prepare your heart to read the Word. That we wouldn't read it flippantly this morning and that our hearts would really be open to receive from God before we read His Word. Lord, that we would humble ourselves. So just, just take a moment and just be honest with yourself and with the Lord before we open the Word of God. God, Lord, I thank you today that we have another opportunity to hear from you. So many times we can hear a voice from someone else and um, we can start off with, uh, I can't get anything from that or... I may have too much that I want to get out of that and be disappointed, but God, Lord, you want to say something today. You designed us to hear your voice. That's how we were designed. We, we start off in the Garden of Eden where Adam walks with you and hears you every single day. So every person in here was designed to hear you. So God, Lord, I pray today that no matter what things I have brought, no matter what things I've heard or have I have listened to this week that may stop me from hearing you, I pray, number one, God, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for incorporating sin on top of the other things in my life. You're not this plus this. It's just you. And God, Lord, I pray today, God, Lord, that no matter what I may have heard before or what... Uh, what background I come from, that you would speak to me. You would resonate with something that's within me. You would resonate with the Holy Spirit that's within me, and you would say something. And as you challenge me, you want to challenge me because you're trying to draw me closer to you. My whole, go whole goal is to have a God-centered life instead of a self-centered life. And how you want me to take my eyes off of myself and my situation and look up. So today, God, Lord, I pray that you wouldn't even see us, that you would look past us and what Jesus is trying to say. I pray that maybe something said today would spark an interest in a, a verse or a chapter or a book of the Bible, that you would go back and you would pour over that, not because you've got to speak somewhere or not because you've got to add something to your blog, but because God wants to speak to me through that. He wants to spend personal time with you to talk with you. So I pray that today we would hear that. I pray too for Amy today as she speaks is that she would say the things you want her to say. Jesus said, I didn't say anything unless I saw it coming out of my father's mouth. 
So many times, God, I wonder why what I say doesn't make any difference. It's because it's something you wouldn't have said. So, God, Lord, I pray today, God, Lord, that even if we don't say much, that we would say what you would say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can be seated or you can stay on the floor. I really, I really don't care. Um, it's fine. God's okay with what, wherever you're at. Um, thank you guys for um, letting us come again. We have been super honored this uh, week, several days this week, to have had the privilege to um, be in some meetings with some um, <clears throat> earthly generals in the kingdom of heaven, some people that we respect a lot. And so um, thank you, Daniel, for asking us to come and be with you all. Um, this group of the body of Christ, um, we have loved each other and ministered to each other through a lot. I was telling Lily, it's so great. Just, I mean, a bunch of y'all weren't even married, you know, or now there's kids everywhere. Um, it's just so great to see the body grow and um it's just beautiful so we love you guys a whole lot some of you guys have been to jackson to our house and if you haven't you're very welcome to come um god <laughs> when you pray and you mean what you pray just watch out because um if you mean it if you mean it god means it and um he'll use you in crazy crazy it puts you in crazy crazy things that you never thought you would do <clears throat> we never thought we would live in a ghetto. We both grew up on a farm. This is my real accent. This is really how I talk. I'm not an actress. I'm not making, I'm really trying to slow down so you guys can't understand me. I'm actually thinking about how I'm talking. Um, oftentimes when I speak, people will say, is that real? Like, I've heard that on TV. Like, no, this is it. They just never met a southerner before. Um, but we both grew up in the country, and um, I grew up in North Mississippi, Dave grew up in South Alabama, and um, we never imagined that the Lord would plant us in the middle of downtown Jackson in um, a place where the pizza man won't deliver pizza to my house, still won't after all these years, um, <laughs> which is so crazy because I like, I live there. Um, I told Eunice yesterday We've been talking about adopting a, a dog because some of our neighbor's dogs killed our sweet dog. And um, we've been talking about it. And one of my friends does rescue dogs. I don't know if y'all are some of those people. I love you if you are or if you're not. But anyway, she really believes the dogs have a soul and go to heaven and stuff. And so she's very serious about dogs. And so I said, you know, we're talking about adopting a dog. Um, we're adopting rescue people. And do you have any suggestions? Do you have one that you're fostering that you want to give us? You know, we're thinking about it. She goes, I don't know how to say this, but we wouldn't let any of our dogs live where you live. And I thought, did she just say, did she just say that? She said it. Anyway, which I think is interesting. But um, we're very honored to do it. And... Um, I'm not saying that lightly or haughtily or proudful or um, if God wanted to plop me on top of that building for the rest of my life. You know, we want to say yes, right? It's great songs. I love you girls. I love y'all. Just I love you to bits. I do. Y'all just some of my favorites. But what, do we mean what we pray and do we really pray what we mean? Or is it just words? And those are deep heart questions. 
Um, which is why I'm going to read what we're going to read and prayerfully the Holy Spirit will breathe on his word and speak to us because um, we got to listen to R.T. Kendall um, in person this week. And I don't know if you know who he is, but if you don't, you should look him up. Um, He's 87 or 89 years old. He started preaching when he was 19. He started preaching when he was 19. And he's still preaching at 87 or 89. I forget how old he is. And just as fiery, just as full of faith in person, like in person, not like a book or a blog or something like. And um, we got to be present when he prayed over an ordained um, some men into serving the Lord. And he's this little guy, but he's a giant in the Lord. But he's just not a, he's not a, you wouldn't look at him and think, there's a giant, you know. And he grabbed that young man and he said, honor the blood of Jesus. Honor the Holy Ghost. Honor the word of God. And I just sat down because I just sat there and thought, Thank you, God, that there are still people on the earth today. That not only say it, but live it and preach it and encourage. I'm only 54. I'm very young. I know some of y'all think I'm I'm ancient. It's very relative. (laughs) It's very relative. I was reading this morning how (laughs) Moses um, killed somebody when he was 40, ran away, and went and lived out in the desert for 40 years, and then in 80... He sees the bush on fire. At 80, in our cultures, everybody retires and collects leaves and rocks and goes to the beach. And So sad. I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> I, have, I hope you have no intention of doing that. What is that? You're going to show God your leaf collection and he's going to be excited. Um, <laughs> wow, look what I collect. Yeah, I made that. I mean, what? Like, look at the rocks. Like, look at the pictures. How ridiculous. It's just not in the Scripture. It's just not in Scripture at all that we should just get slower. We should not get slower. We should get stronger and faster and harder. We should be running into, build, running into burning buildings to save souls. And that's not an age thing. It's just, it has nothing to do with age. If anything, we need one another in every stage that we're in. One of our struggles that we're struggling with, we married 31 years this June, which is amazing. It's a miracle. Anybody here, anybody here married? Oh, really? Y'all are not excited to be married? If you're married, you should be excited. I'm excited. I'm honored that I'm married. God gave me David. I'm thrilled about it. Um, and it's difficult. It's challenging, right? It is. My husband says amen. It's true. Read 1 Corinthians 7 if you want to have a marriage conversation because 1 Corinthians 7 says there's a call to marriage and there's a call to single and there's a reason for both in the kingdom and both are kingdom callings. Hello? There was three young ladies sitting behind us at Times Square Church on Thursday night and I just turned around and spoke to them as we were getting ready to leave and both off and oh, she saw my phone, and on my phone, my little screensaver is our wedding picture when we were 20, barely 23 and 25, just little children. And she said, is that y'all? I said, it is. She said, oh, please pray for us. We're all so desperate to get married. 
And I said, I put my book down. I said, honey, don't be desperate to get married. I said, be desperate to obey Jesus. A man, a woman is not going to fill that God void. Don't be desperate to get married. Because then you, then you put an impossible weight on a human being. You've put a God weight to fulfill you on another human being. And you can't do that for anybody else. Amen. Anybody married? Can you fulfill? Lord Jesus, no. So another person, and she went, I said, have you ever read 1 Corinthians 7? She said, I think I need to read it. I said, read it and reread it. Because you may, in fact, be called to serve him single. 1 Corinthians 7 says that should be your whole focus. If you're married, you actually are serving different capacities. You're serving the Lord in a different way, a different capacity. Does that make any sense? No? Okay. Well, um, we're going to read out of Colossians chapter 3. Um, and I'm old school, and I still use the Bible. I love what Cardinal Conlon said on Friday. <laughs> he said, those of y'all that want to read off of your phone, you can use your phony Bible if you like. I thought that was hilarious. Your, Don Daniel liked that one. You can use it. Your phony Bible if you read your phone. I'm not a person that is anti-phone. However, I really do enjoy not getting distracted by the phone, and I really enjoy and encourage you when you study. When you study, not if. When you study. When. Everybody say when. When. When that you actually sit and read and study. And not just. Because you get distracted on your phone. We really do, don't we? Because things pop up and you click on something. And before you know it, you're looking at a sale on shoes. Or you're looking at something that's just silly and you shouldn't. Right, And you went in there trying to study, and then you're like, oh, gosh. And then your mom texts you, and then your kids text you, and then you're looking at a picture of their cat, and you're like, how am I looking at a picture of a cat? What am I doing? Uh, we have two grandsons now. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. Having grands is grand. Um, but if I get a picture of my grandson, guess what I'm going to stop and do? I'm going to look at him because they're great. They're these little bitty people. And my grandma's name is Gogo. And when they see me, they just start running towards me. And they say, go, 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 go. And I'm like, whatever I, whatever I was doing, I've stopped doing it. Okay, I've laid that down and I'm, I'm on the floor with them, right? So I encourage you, um, we're very distractible people. There was a reason that you were given, uh, Sweet Lily helped me. There was a reason that you have a little card on your chair. Do you have a little card on your chair? If you don't have a card on your chair, would you find it and put it in your hand and find something to write with? If you don't have one, one of my friends will bring you one. There's a reason for you having a card on your chair, and um, if you don't have something to write with, people don't write anymore either, but I'm working on you. So my friends have things they're going to hand you. It's called a pen. It's a pencil, and um, you can still write, I hope. <laughs> it was Eunice. Eunice was doing an online class with this young man. And she told the young, they were working on a math problem, I think. And she said, well, just take a second and go get something to write with. And then we're going to work it out. She was doing a Zoom teach when she lived with us in Mississippi. The young man did not have anything to write with or write on in his apartment. Anybody understand how crazy that is if you're old like me? But that's true. And I'm not saying it's evil. It's odd. But the young man, am I right? He did not have anything. And she was... And she was so taken aback that she didn't believe that you would not have something to write on or write with. There's something tangible and organic about writing down things. 
as something very tangible and organic about writing out your request to God or your repentance to God or your heart to God. Again, nothing wrong with typing and writing and scrolling and stylusing. I'm not saying it's evil, but I just want to encourage you. <laughs> okay, is that all right? We took so many notes these, um, these days that we got to sit and receive. I don't think I've taken that many notes in a really long time. I've got a lot to sit down and read. The reason for your card is as we're reading through this, I want you to write things on the card that you need to forgive or that you need God to touch, that you need to repent of, that you need to let go of some offense. I really believe that it's, if not one, the, probably is the number one thing that is really killing people, is offense and unforgiveness, hurt, wounded, just won't let it go. And probably the first person you need to write on your card is me. Just write the word me, M-E. Second one probably is God. His name is G-O-D, probably. Because God, how did you allow this to happen to me? That sounds very, where I live, unsouthern. It's very unhospitable. It's very unkind. Your culture, oh, we wouldn't say that because that would be rude, Right? What's the word that y'all don't say in Korean? You don't say you're welcome in Korean. Is that right? Because there's not really a way. They're like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Like we would say, oh, thank you, Eunice. And we would say, oh, you're welcome. But they won't say that because, oh, no, 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 it's no problem. It's fine. Instead of even, does that make any sense? I think sometimes we try, we lie. Can I say it like that? As a Southern woman. Southern women are horrible at this. Maybe y'all aren't, but I'll pick on me. Pick on us. So we go to a church service or we go to a ladies do lolly thing. I went to a ladies do lolly thing at First Baptist Jackson two weeks ago on Tuesday. It's lovely. It's all decorated beautifully. The tables are decorated. There's a theme. Of course, there's a theme. Everything's beautiful. It's, and I'm not, I mean, Southern women, they do it well, okay? They do it very, very, very well. And I'm sitting with all these people. And I'm like, hey, how have you been? How are you doing? Every single woman lied like six times. Doing great. How's David? Couldn't be better. How are your children? Fantastic. How's everything at your church? Great. How are you? Could not be better. Just wonderful. And I look at these women because I know them. And I said, why are we sitting here lying? This is a women's luncheon. Why are we lying? They asked me to sit at this table. Cindy asked me because she knows I'm so honest. And all y'all lying. <laughs> I know this lady, she's coming apart because all of her kids have left, left home for school. And she's empty nesting and not doing so great. Why can't we say that? I want to jump out the window. This is horrible. I'm crying all the time. Who am I now? What happened? My kids left. I know. And I want, you know. And praise God, they eventually started being honest. So some of that for Amy, I have a little card too, is forgiving myself. Asking God to forgive me, repent. Right? God, how did you allow that to happen? 
I have this ugly brown thing on my finger because back in September, we were having Bible study on Sunday afternoon. We were going to meet our kids um, for at Nukes for a sandwich. We went both went to our house right down the alley. David went home. He said, I'll just pick me up in a minute. And so I'm always paying attention. We both are always paying attention. Is something locked or broken or broken into or smashed or somebody climbed over a fence? And so I came around the back of our coffee shop and I was headed home and I'm looking at all the gates. You drive slow and you look at all the gates to see what's torn up. And one of the gates had been broken into and was open, which opens it up to this huge amount of space if y'all been to our house. And so I went, oh. So I put the car in park, hop out of the car. It's hot where we live. We have so enjoyed the weather this week. It's been amazing here. But it's hot where we live, okay, hot. And I had on shorts and a T-shirt and tennis shoes. And so I hop out of the car and I uh, run in the gate. I had my phone in this hand. I'm left-handed, super, super left-handed. And I had my phone in my left hand. And as I'm running in, I'm looking for the guy because I'm thinking it's probably the same guy that robbed us the other week. And he broke in and made a mess and stole, like, washing detergent and stuff. We're like, So I just want to find the guy and say, hey, what do you need? There's no reason to tear up something. Just talk to me, okay? There's no reason to tear it up. If you need washing soap, I'll give you washing soap. I'll go to the Dollar General and we'll buy it. I mean, there's no reason to tear. So I'm looking for the guy, assuming it's probably the same guy. I'm running, and I look over here at, our, at the vans because someone had broken in and stolen all the batteries out of the vans. That's expensive. And so I'm looking for the guy, and I pick up my phone to call him, and I trip where the kids play basketball, big piece of concrete. And I tripped, smashed my knees, get up, and somehow I managed to catch myself on this hand. And this middle finger, which you can see is really lovely, pretty, was that way, like a chicken bone. So it was an open break. So it was just like you took a chicken bone. You know how when the knuckle comes all the way out? <laughs> I know. Happy Sunday morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, blood running, chicken bone, you know, knuckle sticking out. And I went, oh, shoot, I'm hurt, which made me mad. Yeah, I don't ever get mad. Praise God. That's one of the things you can pray for Amy, okay? But I got mad. And I didn't, uh, I didn't call him. I went, I got, looked for the guy. I did not find the guy. I don't know if he climbed over the fence. I don't know what happened. Anyway, so I couldn't find the guy. I get in the car. I go over to the house. He's standing in front of the house going, where have you been? What are you, what, what are you doing? And I get out of the car and blood's running down my legs. And he went, did somebody beat you up again? That's the first thing he said. Somebody beat you up again? And I went, that's not my problem. My finger's going that way and blood's running. He went, Shoot, we've got to go to the hospital. I was like, I know it. That's just us, okay. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. He said, no, you're not going to throw up. Come on, move over. I'll, get, I'll drive. You get in. And I was like, stop. we got to go check on the, the gate. You know, the gate's open. Anyway, go to the hospital. Have you ever had an expensive surgery that didn't work? Anybody ever had an expensive surgery that didn't work? This is one. It didn't work. I would plan on having surgery. I was like, I'm not having surgery. It's not. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to have hand surgery. I don't have time for that. And I had hand surgery, and I had a pin put in, and I had to wear a removable cast and all this stuff. It didn't work. It hurts all the time. It's bone on bone. 
I went back to see the hand surgeon after I did all the things. And I said, okay. His name is Dr. Jew. He's not a Jew, but his name is Dr. Jew. I said, um, okay, Dr. Jew, here I am. I did all the things, and here I am. It's in pain. It's bone on bone. I said, what's your plan? He said, yeah, I hate it. It didn't work. He said, I can uh, leave it like it is. I can give you cortisone shots, which he did that one time. Crazy, painful, never doing that again. No, okay. Nope, tried it. He said, I can cut it open and I can fuse all the bones together and you can walk around like that for the rest of your life. That's actually number two. That was his number two option was to fuse my bones together like that for the rest of my life. He was serious. He was not laughing. He said, or I can cut it off. I'm like, you're the best hand surgeon we've got, like, in the whole state. And this is, I mean, we've maxed out the insurance. I've got monthly payments. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Anybody? Yeah, none of y'all ever have monthly payments on, uh, Lord have mercy. If you give them $5 a month, they can't turn you over to collections, just so you know. If you give them something every month, they can't turn you over. Okay. So I'm like, Dr. Jew, he said, Amy, you shredded every, all the tendons, all the muscles. If you, you shredded and I did my best, but it did not heal. So why well, am I telling you that story? Because we have things in our life that don't make any sense. So am I mad at me? Am I mad at the guy that broke in? Am I mad at God? Why did God allow that? Why am I in pain, why am I in pain every day? Everybody and their brother is paid over. Y'all can pray over too. It don't do right, and it hurts all the time. And I've lost strength in my hand. I don't mind. I mean, y'all understand what I'm saying? Is that just me? You have real things in your life or no? Write those down while we're reading, okay? Sometimes you just have to say, God, I am mad at you. And I'm sorry. That's wrong. But I'm mad. I haven't forgiven. That sounds weird to say, but a lot of times me and God are number one and number two. God forgive me for all the junk that I did. Maybe you were warning me and I don't listen. But that's probably true a lot. Amen. Amen. Y'all listen really great. Pray for me. Okay. Because in our humanness, we don't listen very well. We tell God what we're going to do and ask him to bless it. It's the stupidest thing that we do. Stupid, 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 stupid. God, I've got this idea. God, I've got this plan. Would you please bless, bless it? I took time to write it all down for you, Lord. Thank you in case you can't read. I know you can, but you're smart. But I wrote it down and it doesn't work out. And then you're mad at God. It's horrible, horrible. Yes or no? Just me. Okay. Well, I'm just being honest. This is Amy confessing, okay? So, let's read Colossians 3. There'll be people that will pop up as we read and pray this morning. Your own children, your own family, your mom and dad. I'm amazed, amazed, amazed at people that I pray for that have not or will not forgive their parents. It's astonishing. Born again people that have not and will not forgive their parents. It's astonishing. I wasted so much time. I did. I wasted too much time, Daniel. Carrying stuff that my parents cannot undo. They cannot undo it. 
They did put the, you know what you know, you do what you do. They didn't know. We, I was raised at the end of a dirt road. I wasted so much time. Anybody ever wasted time? It would have been so much quicker just to forgive them and love them where they're at. David's parents. We've been married 31 years. I wasted years. Years. Because I wanted them to treat me the way I wanted them to treat me. I wanted our relationship to look a certain way. And they were mean to me. And I wanted it to... Anybody here? It's wrong. I wasted. I did. Let's just read together for a minute. And then we're going to have some time to pray. And as we're reading, I want you to write down people or yourself or things. It really is a decision. And the Holy Ghost will meet you in that decision. Do you hear me? It really is a decision, and the Holy Ghost will meet you in that decision. You have to be willing. I have to be willing. Okay, Colossians 3. We were just here. We, went to, we took a team to Turkey this summer. Colossians is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Where in Laodicea, where we went to the church at Laodicea. We went to all seven churches very powerful and as you stand in the church at Laodicea Colossa is here on your left and Heriopolis the hot springs are here on your right and you're literally standing there reading I wish you were hot or cold but you're lukewarm says the Lord I will vomit you out of my mouth very strong and you may not believe that the, the, the word of God is actually literal and real you're wrong it is and that may be the, your takeaway today it really is and that'll mess you up. So let's just read Colossians 3. I'm reading out of the New Living, so let's not argue about that, okay? Y'all all right? I love you. So Colossians 3, since you have been raised, he's speaking to a born-again person, which I'm not assuming everybody in this room is born again. I know that I'm a born-again person. I know that Jesus Christ lives in me, not because of my hopes, not because of my church membership, not because of, but Jesus Christ lives in me. He has forgiven me. I have admitted to him I am a sinner. I have, I believe, I have confessed my sins. He has forgiven. He has taken me. He has grafted me. I'm a brand new thing. You must be born again, John 3, okay? So I'm not assuming that everybody in this room is there. But it is required in order to go to heaven. Absolutely is required. 1,000% required. Is that narrow-minded? Well, I have to go, David and I have to go back to Jackson, Mississippi tonight. And we have to get, go to LaGuardia. I can't even spell LaGuardia, but we have to go to LaGuardia, okay? It's an airport. Y'all might have heard of it. And then I have to go on the right plane with Delta. I can't just pick one. I'll end up in God knows where. I have to go on the right plane, and then they tell me exactly where to sit. I got a text message where to go. Exactly where I'm going to sit in row 27E. Exactly where I'm going to sit. Then I have to fly from there to Atlanta. Same circus. It's a circus. So then I have to figure out where to go exactly. It's very specific to B48, not B47. You get on B47, you'll end up in Seattle, which is the other side of the country, which is not where we live. So I have to be very specific and get on that specific plane with that specific seat. Yes or no? And then I will get to... Jackson, Mississippi. Then I have to find, we have to find our car. Help us, God. Where do we leave the car? Y'all ever try to do that? We up the car. Nightmare. So, and then there's very specific directions to get to 948 North Blair 
street where I live. Now, is that narrow-minded or is that just the way to get, for me to get home? So you might think, wow, this gospel is narrow. It's not. It's very clear. You might think it's too narrow-minded. It's not. It's just the way to get home. I know culture says, you know, deconstructed and blah, 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 and I don't want to offend. It's not offensive at all. It's just a clear way to get home. Does that make sense? Why is that so offensive for you to open up your mouth and share the gospel? Do you want people to go home or not? I want them to go home. Home is heaven. How are they going to get there? They have to be born again. This has to look like something. You understand? Okay. Three people. Okay. Since you have been raised to new life. So he's speaking to somebody that's born again. Verse 1. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ Jesus sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. That's just verse 1. <laughs> verse 2. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down here on this earth. Verse 3. For you died, again, he's talking to me, a born-again Christian. If you're not born again, today's a great day to get saved. Somebody say hallelujah right there. It's a great day to get saved today. Lord, have mercy. People are dying without Jesus. Do you care? I mean, when you walk up and down these streets and you see the masses of humanity, I just say, Lord, do any of these people know you? Dear God, reveal yourself to them, Lord. Use my little self. Verse 3, you died when Christ died. Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4, when Jesus Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. Verse 5, so put to death all the sinful, earthly things that are lurking within you. Have nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Have nothing to do with sexual sin, impurity, lust, and shameful desires. How are we doing? Wow. Don't be greedy. Oh, Lord. Don't be greedy for the good things of this life, for this is, what? Idolatry. Oh, I don't worship idols. Hmm. Hmm. Really? Really? Verse 6. God's terrible anger will come upon those who do such things. You think about God having anger towards you. No, it's towards other people. It's towards terrorists and bombers and, my goodness, all those people. That's not what it says, does it? It's talking to who? Everybody say me. Verse 7, you used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. Used to. Verse 8, now is the time. Everybody say now. Now, now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, Malicious behavior, slander, that means talking about folks. It means running your mouth. That's what it means, running your mouth about people. 
I'm going to read it one more time. Verse 8, now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Well, it was funny. Cussing isn't funny. It's not funny. It's a funny joke. It's a great movie, except it has some bad words in it. No such thing. There's no such thing. If it has filthy language in it, it ain't. Awful quiet in here, Daniel. I'm just reading the Bible. I'm not making any of this up. This is I'm not quoting anything that I've ever written down. Verse 9. Oh, Lord, y'all, it gets more fun. Look at verse 9. Do not lie to each other. What did I just say about all my sweet, precious women friends at the church do die? I just tell them the truth. I'm not doing so great. I need to love my husband and children better. I need to forgive quicker. I do. I need to forgive quicker. I need to be slow to speak, slow to get angry. I do. Quick to forgive. God help me. I do, y'all. Maybe you don't, but I do. I, and they're looking at me at the table like, oh, Lord, here she goes. We thought we were just going to sit here and gossip. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not being super spiritual. I'm just being honest. I'm in a ladies' doodah thing that I took two hours to come over there, and I want some prayer. Because I, I really, no good thing dwells in me but Christ. And I'm selfish. And I'm grouchy. And I'm grumpy. And I'm impatient. And that's not okay according to God. Do you hear me? It's not okay according to the Lord. It's not. And we go, oh, that's all right. It's fine. No, it's not. No, it's not. And if we really love each other, we'll <laughs> say, me too. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. Man, the standard that God set, it is attainable through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Who will... Save me from this body of death. Have y'all read Romans lately? Lord Jesus, thank God for Christ Jesus and his immeasurable gift that he gave. Go study Romans. It'll just, mm. Okay, verse 9. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old evil nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10, in its place, you have clothed yourselves with a brand new nature. What nature is that? It's the nature of Jesus Christ. If you're saved, there's no other. You're either on the winning team or the losing team. You're either going to heaven or hell. You're either in God's camp, hallelujah, praise God, or you're in the enemy's camp. There's no gray. And I know our culture is what? It's just a sea, a quagmire of gray. Everything's gray. I don't know. How do you feel? What do you think? What, do you, what makes you feel good? Do your best life. Feel, live how you want to live. That's so dangerous. Brand new nature that is continually, everybody say continually. It's continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ who created this new nature within you. It's not manufactured. It's not something I can make happen. It's not something that I can, oh, look what I did. I found Christ. I found Jesus. He was not lost. He ain't never been lost. He will never be lost. I'm the fool underneath over here. Hello, I'm the fool. Hello? 
I'm the one that's wandered off over here under a broom tree. Even as a Christian, right? We, me and Arnie, we talked about this the other day at lunch. Like, I wandered off over here in the, under the broom tree after this huge victory, and I'm like, oh, Lord, kill me now. Why was I even born? Elijah did that. A lot. What? Elijah. Under a broom tree because Jezebel's threatening to kill him. Things aren't going so great. And he's under a broom tree. So why was I even born? Take me now. That should, I don't know, that encourages me. Yes or no? Encourages me. Lord, you had mercy on him. Have mercy on me. And I'm that sheep under that tree in the bushes saying, Lord, I have wandered off. Please help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Me. I'm, a, I'm what am I doing? I've wandered. A, what in the, Lord Jesus, help me. Yes or no? The only other option is walk around in pride. I've got it all. I'm good. How are you? I'm great, Daniel. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Wonderful. I'm not saying that you don't need to encourage one another, but... I'm too, I'm too blessed to be stressed. All my neighbors have all these stupid things they say. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Okay. Well, can we, what can we pray about? Oh, Miss Simon, just pray a good one. Just pray a good one. What does that mean? Like, can we be honest with each other and say, my marriage, man, I am struggling to love my neighbors. I'm tired of my neighbors shooting. It drives me crazy. I'm tired of it. Jesus, help me. Lord God, I need fresh compassion for these people. You have, you have, you know God's planted you where you're sleeping? Even though you think you picked it out, blah, 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 blah. He can take you out like that. Boop, out you go. He's God. Anybody ever had God do that in your life? And you went, oh, oh, oops, oh, wow, okay, all righty. I thought I was running this thing. I thought I was flying this Delta plane how stupid would that be do y'all know what they'll do to us if i decide to act stupid tonight when i get to laguardia and try to fly that plane what will happen to miss amy will it go well for me what will happen at laguardia in the delta <laughs> little people are going to come and they're going to wrap me up and they're going to put my arms behind my back and they're going to take me away and david's going to say oh she just went completely crazy lord help us what it happened. He'll be texting Daniel. She doesn't went bananas. She thought she could fly the plane. No, I can't fly the plane. I have to humble myself and trust the dumb pilot. Prayerfully, he's not dumb. Prayerfully, he or she is great. When I get on the plane, it's the truth. Every time I get on the plane, every time I get on the plane, I put my hands on that plane. I do. I put my hands on that plane. I say, Lord, I'm on it, and you're on it. And I ask you to bless everybody on this piece of metal that I'm getting in. And I, I do. Every time I get on the plane. Not because I'm scared to fly, because I don't even know if these people are saved on the plane with me. I'm excited to go quickly. Amen. <laughs> I'm excited to go to heaven. Today would be great. Don't y'all pray me back from the dead. I am in a happy place. Okay, y'all pray lost folks back from the dead. Amen. Pray them back till they, till they can get saved. All right. I am in heaven. But I'm getting on a plane. All right. And so I don't know who all's on there. Lord. Save these sweet people. I don't know if these stewardesses are saved. I don't know if these pilots are saved. Holy Ghost, fill this plane. They're looking. Y'all look at me like I'm crazy. I am not crazy. I promise you I'm not. All right. Verse 10. You have clothed yourselves with a brand new nature that is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ who created this new nature within you. Verse 11. In this new life. 
It does not matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile. Come on, this is really great. Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. That covers it, don't it? All our groups and stupidness and division. Verse 12, since God chose you to be the holy people who he loves, you, everybody say me, I must clothe myself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13, you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. You should be writing some people's name on your card. Who's offended you lately? Even if you don't know their name, the woman lives in my building, has a weird little dog. She bothers me. Write that down. I'm serious. I'm not joking. The guy who lives above me and he's really loud and he stomps around. Write it down. You should know his name. You don't know his name? God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for not knowing his name. I should know his name. What kind of neighbor am I? Jesus boiled 66 books down to love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbors. You love yourself. You don't even know your neighbor's names. Why? You're too busy or irritated or aggravated or offended. Yes or no? At their whatever. I'm talking to me, by the way. Hello? My neighbor's dogs killed my dogs. Killed them. Killed. Some of y'all know sweet squiggles. Killed squiggles in our garden. Killed him. What should we do? Well, the right thing to do is what? Forgive him. It's the right thing to do. You may say, oh, well, it's just a dog. Okay. Let's go a little bit deeper there. Anybody ever had some really hard things happen? People hurt you, hurt your feelings? Steal from you, take stuff from you? Your sisters and brothers, let's go really serious. Your sisters and brothers act ridiculous and crazy? Just me? Okay. Some lying people in here this morning, Brother Daniel. Yes or no? Fighting and arguing over foolish things and money and mama and them. And that's what we say, mama and them where I live. That means all your people. How's mama and them doing? That means your mama and them. That means all your people. All right? How's all your people doing? Well, it says, read it one more time. You must, verse 13. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. Yes or no? You don't even realize you're sitting in grace right now. We are sitting in grace right now. We'd be burning in torment in hell right now. We are sitting in grace this moment. Are we thankful? Are we grateful? Are we, do we even realize it? But for the grace of God. Truly. So the Lord Jesus forgave you. So you must forgive. What happens when you don't? Jesus said. Oh, I don't believe you. All right, I'll give you some scriptures to read. Give you some homework for this evening. Mark 11, first forgive, 
anybody that you hold a grudge against. When you go to the altar, when you go to church, and you, the Lord reminds you and you have a grudge. What's a grudge? Right. Don't know what a grudge is, don't you? Oh, I might forgive them, but I'm not ever going to forget it. You holding a grudge? R.T. Kendall said something so incredibly fantastic. Write this down. You can study this later. In Acts 7, as Stephen was dying. <clears throat> and like I said, Pastor R.T. Kendall's been preaching for <laughs> 60 years or something. And he said, I ju- he said, I just got this the other day. What Stephen said is they were stoning him to death. Anybody? been Anybody? Stoning him to death for preaching the gospel. None of us have even been in jail. I wonder if it becomes illegal when we keep preaching. I wonder if you'll keep coming. I wonder if you'll keep serve. I wonder if you'll keep witnessing if your neighbors turn you in. If you lose your job for witnessing, if you'll keep witnessing. If it starts costing you money. When we went to Turkey and we went to all seven of the churches in the book of Revelation, do you know what? You know why they're all ruins? It began affecting their pocketbook. They were getting taxed extra for being a Christian. It's really quiet in here again. <clears throat> I love what Brother R.T. spoke. It was either Wednesday or Thursday. And he said when Stephen was dying and they're throwing rocks at his head, <clears throat> he said, Father, please don't even hold this to their charge. Which that means I don't even want you to get them. I don't even want it to be brought up, Lord. Cover it so that it never gets held against them. And I love what he said. He said, a lot of times when I forgive somebody, I might not say it, but I'm thinking, yeah, but God, you're going to handle that. You ever said that? God, you're going to handle that. That's God's business. And really what you're hoping is he's going to get them. Yes or no? Me and David are the only people here being honest. Yes or no? Well, you know, God, he, he is... Faithful. And he's the righteous judge. And what's in our heart is I hope they get theirs. Instead of, Lord, don't hold this against them. It's a deeper place to forgive, isn't it? Write those people's names on your card. Your mom, your sisters, people that you work with, people that have taken from you, people that you have, you're still holding it. You're still saying, okay, I forgave them, but God, you'll get them. You'll get them. Wait to the judgment seat. Their name ain't written in the book. Don't you want their name to be written in the book? It's a guy that used to sell dope on our street for many, many, many years. He was a lost, horrible man and he'd kill people. And <clears throat> one Saturday we were having a serve day and some of my friends were there from another church. And uh, this man came down there to holler and cuss and threaten us and my little church friends didn't know what was going on. I didn't explain it to them until later because they would have run off or called the cops or something. Um, I'm not being ugly. They just, it's just a whole different way of, they didn't know. anyway. And so as the guy's cussing me and threatening to kill me, he's walking back towards down the drug house and I'm just blessing him. I'm just saying, Lord, in Jesus' name, just pursue after him, Lord, with love and tender mercies and kindness. And Lord, just pursue after him. God, just pursue after him. And he's screaming, I hate white people. I'm going to burn your house to the ground. I'm going to hell and you're going with me. He's screaming this at me. And I'm just, Lord, bless him, Jesus. And, 
after he went all the way down to the dope house, my friend looked at me and she said, what in the world? She said, I I used to think y'all were just stupid. And um, now I think you're on some sort of a weird, strange death wish or something. What are you even trying to do? What's your goal? What's your plan? And I said, I want that man to be in heaven with me. I want that man to be my brother. I want that man to know the Lord that I know. I want that man to worship with us forever and ever and ever. And she, you know how you say something sometimes out your mouth that just flew out your heart, out your face before you caught it? Has that ever happened to you or just me? I'm bad about it because I run my mouth too much. And before she even caught it, she said, I don't think I want to go to heaven with somebody like that. And I said, well, then you might not make it. Because there's a whole bunch of people that are going to be forgiven and covered because of the blood of Jesus, because of the forgiveness of sins, because of real repentance that I don't understand. I don't understand how it all works. Do you understand what I'm saying? The day that our our country killed Osama bin Laden, some of y'all weren't alive, but we were alive, and we went that night to a Christian's home. They were having some sort of a prayer meeting or something, and they we just found out that our country killed him. And it just hit me really, really hard that we killed him. And there were a lot, and I'm not, please hear me, just listen, just a second. I'm not judging people's response. I'm just telling you mine, okay? So just listen, just a second. And I started to cry as people were talking. One of my friends, she said, why are you crying? You killed him. And I said, I pray he repented before he died. She said, he's Osama stinking bin Laden, Amy. He deserves to go to hell. I said, I do too. I don't know the man, but I, I pray. As they were coming for him, he cried out to Jesus. And I pray. And she said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard anybody say. And I felt stupid at the moment saying it, Daniel. Like I felt great, but that's what my heart, my, my, my. And I know that sounds weird to some of you guys. I realize that sounds really extreme. But some of y'all have had things in your life that you need to write on that card that are oh, really, really awful. And I'm sorry. We live in a really fallen world where a lot of awful things happen. I wish it was different, and one day it will be when the Lord makes everything right and he makes a new heaven and a new earth. Until then, we live in a really broken world, a really, really, really broken world. I have a lot of neighbors that I've been, we've been praying for our ministry to for decades, and they still break in and rob us and poop on the steps and And I wish I could tell you it's always easy. I have to write things on my card still. Some of y'all know that um, uh, last summer one of my neighbors beat me up. And um, Dave and I were leaving for our big, big um, wedding anniversary trip. We had saved all of our little sky miles and all our little Capital One points to take a anniversary cruise by ourselves, which is a big deal for us. And so 
Um, it was two days before we were leaving. We were so excited. We had all of our stuff packed and like little kids going on a honeymoon. We were like, we're going to get to go. And we're all mapped out our little things. And we've bought our little cute shirts on sale and got our little stuff, you know. And Olivia, my daughter, um, called me. She said, hey, Mom, are you close by? And I said, yeah, I'm walking across the parking lot. And she said, can you come in? Um, one of the neighbors is just really um, causing problems and I need some help. I said, I'm almost in the building. And I walked to the front of our building and <clears throat> we were, it was camp, so it was busy. And we have 95 kids every day during camp. We've got counselors, we got visiting teams. Some of y'all have come and helped with that. And so we have all this stuff going on, people everywhere. And one of my neighbors, he's a black guy, super skinny, didn't have anything on except a pair of shorts and was bleeding out of his head. It was super hot, it was sweating down, it was cursing and hollering and just really <clears throat> out of it, manifesting. And I said, hey, dude, come on outside with me trying to get him out of the flow, you know, just usually you can calm that down pretty quickly. If you'll sit down, give him something to drink, and you can just calm the situation down a little bit. We can kind of get to the bottom of what's happening or couldn't discern, does he need medical help? Does he need, you know, just what's going on? So I got him to come outside. And praise God, I didn't take him too far away because as I began to talk with him and just try to get him to calm down, let me get you something to drink, let me get you something to eat, you know, what's your name? I'd seen him in our streets before, but I didn't know his name. And a lot of our folks like y'all have lots of names. And so he wouldn't calm down. And as so when that happens, I just start to pray because I don't know what else to do, right? And so I started to pray. And when I started to pray out loud, he started smashing me with both of his fists, just smashing me on this side of my head and in my shoulder and in my neck and just smashing, just hit me as hard as he could. And... um. Praise God, our uh, sweet receptionist, Regina, could see it out the glass. And she's a feisty, feisty little black woman. And so <clears throat> as fast as she could get there, which seemed, seemed like forever, but she was able to come out and kind of smash the door out, and it kind of startled him. And, um, and he stopped hitting me. <clears throat> and uh, he ran off, and I'm bleeding out of my head. And I'll shorten it to this. Um, they took, me to David, they took me to the hospital. Ambulance never came, so they put me in David's pickup truck, took me to the hospital. Welcome to Jackson. Anyway, and um, everybody's really upset, obviously. Um, uh, you know, I can, all I can hear is all this swirling going on around me. I don't know how bad I'm hurt. Uh, many of y'all know I have a, an aneurysm here in my brain on this left side. <clears throat> and um, so that everybody's, you know, freaking out that my brain's going to explode, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, you can hear. If y'all have ever been injured, you can still hear. You're there. You just can't do anything. <laughs> you're just strapped down to a gurney. And so they're freaking out, and they're taking me in for this, you know, into the, the big machine. I don't know if it's a C, uh, C, CT or MRI. I get them confused. But they put me in the big one that makes all the racket and, you know, tell me to be still. And they're talking about me while I'm in there. Don't, if y'all are medical people, don't do that. The people can hear you. I don't know if you know that. But you're talking about them and they're awake. Not good. And so I can hear them saying all these horrible things about my brain and about, you know, seizures and about all this stuff. And I said, hey, I'm in here, y'all. And they said, oh, oh, the patient's awake. I was like, I'm alive. I'm in here for heaven's sakes. And they said, ma'am, you need to be really still. I said, I'm going to be still, but I'm going to pray while y'all are doing what you're doing. They said, that's fine. Just be still. And so I laid there in that machine. And I said, um, 
You know, Lord, this doesn't make any sense. You can write that on your card too. This doesn't make any sense. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Don't mess up your theology, right? Bad things are going to happen to me? Wait, hold on. Wait, I thought I prayed Psalm 91. I do, I did. Y'all do, right? So that'll put holes in your perfection of whatever. And I'm laying there and I said, Lord, this doesn't make any sense. And I know you're busy. This is how I talk to God. I don't know how you talk to him. I said, I know you're busy saving the whole planet right now. But if you could say something to me, I'd really appreciate it. I'm strapped to this gurney in this very weird thing. And they're saying all these things and I can hear what they're saying. And I'm trying to go on my anniversary trip with my husband for heaven's sakes. I said, if you could say something, I'd really appreciate it. And I'm, uh, God, you're my witness as I'm standing here. This is what the Lord spoke to my spirit. It wasn't audible out loud. He spoke it right here to my heart. And he said, Amy, they punched me in the face. And I forgave them. They punched me in the face and I forgave them. And I said, that's a great word. Thank you, Lord. That's a great word. He said, just forgive him. So I did. A lot of people ask me, have you seen the guy? And I've seen him on the streets again. They arrested him. He got back out the same day. That's not the point, is it? It is for some of us because some of us want. Don't we? Our hearts are not right, are they? My heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know or change my heart but Almighty God? Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in me because in me dwells no good thing but you. And I wish I could tell you that magically, everything magically got better. I was black and blue the entire cruise. People looked at my husband in a very angry way. God help him. We actually talked about like making a sign and like sticking it to both of us and one of us saying, I didn't hit her and the other one saying, I promise he didn't, you know, hit me because people were really rude to him um, because I, I was black and blue, blue the entire two weeks of our trip. I was, I was just black and blue the whole time. Why didn't God take that away? I don't know. I tried covering it with makeup. We actually were walking around on the trip and there was a lady... <laughs> That offered me to come in and she would help me cover up the. We were like, we're, we're good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, she was far away. I like came across, like, I can help you. We we're like, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it is not easy, but it is the glory and the grace of God that helps us. Your only other option, and I'm going to end with this your only other option is to stay bitter and to stay offended. I'm not saying the pain's not real. It is. Yes or no? And you can't heal yourself. No matter how much therapy and drugs you take, and those may be tools, but that is not the power of the Holy Ghost. That is not the blood of Jesus. That is a tool. It may be as a help, but that deep, deep root that keeps you awake, that deep inside 
when you think about that person or when you see them or when they come across your feet or when it pops up and it's your mom and your first thought is you're angry, you have not forgiven. Your first thought is, mm. You haven't. You're still offended. Okay, what do I do? Well, I'm going to read it one more time and we're going to throw away all of these cards. Then we'll give them to Daniel. He's going to burn them somewhere. Okay. He likes setting things on fire. Okay, the Lord forgave you. You must, everybody say, I must. I must make allowance for each other's faults, and I must forgive the person who offends me. Remember, the Lord forgave you, and you must forgive others. So this is the practical of how you do it. Every time. Everybody say every time. Every time it comes back up, or every time you see it, or every time you look in, your, in, the, in the mirror and your face is black and blue, or every time you look at a picture of your parent that it's not better or your siblings, or your co-workers, or yourself, or even God. Amen? Is he still God? Is he still good? What if my finger always hurts? What if, what if that man never gets what's coming to him? Horrible thoughts that we have. I hope and pray what's coming to him is the grace and mercy and forgiveness of God. That's what I pray is coming to him. So practically, all right? We're going to throw them in the, in the, in the um, garbage in just a minute. Practically, every time that comes up, every time, I want you to practically, out loud maybe, people talk to themselves all the time, especially here and where I live too. So let's just do it. I mean, who cares what people think? Practically, Lord, you forgave me of. Make a long list tonight of what all he's forgiven you of. God, you forgave me of my judgment, my harsh, my racism. You forgave me of the hate in my heart. You forgave me of sexual sins. You forgave me of. And your forgiveness every day is there, every day. Out loud, God, you forgave me of that. And that is disgusting to even talk about. You forgave me. I repented and you forgave it. So therefore, based on your word, we just read it, you, your grace is sufficient for me to walk in forgiveness in this situation. Your grace is enough. I will not choose to walk. I will not walk in offense. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's a choosing and the Holy Ghost meets you right there. Does that make sense? It's a choosing because you know it's poison. And then the Holy Ghost meets you right there. Does that make sense? It's a choosing. I know it's poison. I'm not drinking it. I know it's poison. I'm not drinking it. This is poison. I'm not drinking it. The devil doesn't tell you it's poison. He tells you it's just water. It's harmless. What's your name, baby? Kirsty. So, me... Holding and harboring unforgiveness toward Kirsty. It's just like I'm drinking this poison and I'm watching her. I'm watching her. God's going to get her. I don't know what all she did. And I'm running my mouth and I'm telling you all what she did. And I'm running her down on the ground. Guess who's dying? Everybody say, Amy's dying. Amy's dying. Yes or no? It ain't. Some of us have experienced it. We've lived long enough to watch our foolish selves do foolish things, haven't we? 
Why does God want me to talk about this today? I don't have any idea. It doesn't matter why. I just know this is, it is so key to us going forward the remainder of this year, this fall. It's key. So, grab that garbage can right there. I see it. Look at your little card. My sweet worship girls, friends, y'all come up here. We're going to worship. You just put it right there. And while they're worshiping, this is what God told me to do. I sent Lily a message. I love Lily. I said, this is crazy, but you know me. Would you mind, Lily, getting some cards and putting She said, absolutely. She's great. I love you. And this might seem kind of cheesy or old school. I don't care. It's what God asked me to do. Write everything on your card while they're worshiping that's coming to your brain. People, things that might even seem ridiculous. And I really, truly, honestly want you to pray over it, and I want you to throw it away or rip it into a million pieces. We're not going to set it on fire. We'll get in trouble. Okay, if I was somewhere else, I'd set it on fire. But I'm not going to do it in here because Daniel don't want to have to pay that fine. We don't want New York firemen to come. We're going to throw it in here. All right? Rip it into a million pieces. But be honest with the Lord and yourself. Okay? All right. Y'all go ahead, and I'm going to pray. Just be honest. Just be still for just a minute. You can get on your knees or you can be quiet. It doesn't matter. So, Lord, I just um, ask you to speak to us, Lord, in these couple of minutes that we have left. That we'd be honest with you and honest with ourselves. Be honest with you and be honest with ourselves, Lord. Be honest with you and be honest with ourselves. Search me, God, and is there any offense? I know in my heart there is. I know in my heart. David and I were talking about this this morning. So many things where I can feel justified, and I'm not justified to say it or think it. God, help me. Lord, you bring to every mind and every heart And I pray for the boldness to be obedient. I pray for the boldness to be obedient and to truly, honestly give it to you. To truly, honestly, Lord. And if there is anyone here and you haven't experienced the forgiveness of Christ yet, today's your day. Praise the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Every one of these staff, I know them so well on this team, they would be so honored to pray for you and minister to you. They would be, it would be the joy of their day. Honestly, if you need someone to pray with you, love on you, listen, lay lay hands on you. Father, I just thank you, God, that you made provision that we don't have to live in bitterness. We don't have to live in offense. We don't have to live in unforgiveness. We don't have to live in hurt. Hurt comes because we live in this world. It just does. We don't have to live in it. So, Holy Ghost, I just ask that you would do what you do so well. You would do so well in our hearts, God. Holy Spirit, that we would be honest with you. Give us the strength, Almighty God, to just let it go, to just forgive as you forgave us. And I really know in my spirit that there's some deep stuff that God is doing. So I just only, I'm just going to take a few minutes. You just let God do. Ladies, y'all can worship and 
whenever you're ready, just rip it up and bring it, throw it in the garbage can. Don't pick it up anymore. Don't stick it in your Bible. Don't stick it in your phone. Don't keep a list. That's part of the problem is we keep this list. We keep this unforgiveness bitter list. Don't keep it. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name.
practical thing before uh, before we go to lunch. Just one more little practical thing. The disciples asked the Lord when he was on the earth, Lord, how often do I have to forgive? Seven times, that's a lot. They thought that was a great answer, but the Savior said what? Seventy times seven. So that's one really important part in our legalistic justice selves <laughs> 70 times 7 in a day which takes the grace of God and the blood of Jesus and then the second thing is practically as you were praying and being honest with God pray about practical steps this week there are several people that I'm taking to lunch and to coffee this week just to encourage them I'm not trying to have a blow up or a blow out I'm not trying to come and bring correction and go into a three-hour-long rehash. Pray about it and ask the Holy Ghost people that you can go to them and text them and just, hey, I just want you to know that I love you. Maybe even this afternoon, just people that are in your phone that there has been a root there and the Lord has really put his finger on that for you to, you to, you to make it right. It doesn't matter what they did. It really doesn't matter. The Bible says, as, it, as best as you can do, as best as with you, as best you can, live at peace. You be a peacemaker. Ask the Holy Spirit and take action on that. Go ahead and take action on that and say, hey, do you have time for, can I treat you to lunch? Can I treat you to a coffee? I just want to know how you're doing. Maybe you do need to tell them face to face, hey, I'm sorry. I love you. I was just being a jerk or whatever. I don't know. Maybe your own sisters. I feel like a lot of this, I know for us, people that are really close to you, people that are in your family, people that are really close to you, it, it hurts really the worst. So I just, I just pray for boldness for you to take some action on what you, what you prayed and meant with God. Be bold in your obedience and, um, and call them or text them or go by their house and say, hey, I just want you to know that you're valuable and that I love you. And um, ask the Holy Spirit just how to, how to make that right. I just want you to know I really value you in my life. And I'm sorry we've grown apart or I'm sorry we had this disagreement or I apologize for my part and all that. I, I really do love you. That's often enough to say. And so, God, I just pray for boldness um, for every person that... Um, honestly wrote them some things down and ripped it up and threw it away I pray you guys that you, we won't dig it back up we we do a lot of gardening and growing food and stuff where we live and a lot of times when volunteers help me pull weeds they pull up the weed and they throw it right next to the tomato plant 
And that doesn't help me any because what does the reed do? What does the weed do? Just replants itself right there. So we have to take the weed and we have to put it in a big old garbage bag and we have to take it out of the garden. Otherwise, it'll just perpetual keep going. So I just pray that you won't take it back up again. Just leave it at the cross. I know that kind of, may sound kind of corny, but it's really true. It's really, really, really true that you would just leave it there, not pick it back up. Let God have it, be through, be done with it. And when the enemy tries to bring it back up, just go look at him straight in the face. Hey, Jesus forgave me of my offense and I forgive. And shut your mouth, Satan. My God is a wall of fire around me. He is the glory in my midst. He is greater. Go come right back at the the enemy with the word of God. And so, Lord, I just pray for the grace and the strength Your grace, your strength, the power of your blood, the power of the word, the power of love of God, the power of forgiveness, the power, God, of just giving all those offenses to you. And God, that righteous anger mess to give that to you and just truly, 2 Corinthians 6 says, why not just let yourself be cheated? That's a good place to study. 2 Corinthians 6, it says, why don't you just let yourself be cheated? (laughs) That's very anti-cultural, isn't it? And so, God, I just pray for the grace for that. That's really how people are going to be changed and saved and really see the love of Christ in us. You said we would be known by our love. We wouldn't be known for being right and being grumpy and being mean and mad and get even. And so I I just pray your grace for that today, for this week. And I pray for boldness for everything that we wrote down, everything that we ripped up, everything that we threw in the garbage, that we would mean what we prayed and pray what we mean, and that we would take action. We would make those phone calls. We would send that email. We would send that message. We would buy their lunch. We would, the best we can, make it right. And even if it's not reciprocated, listen, even if it's not reciprocated, even if they don't apologize, it does not matter. Even if it doesn't work out, God, like we think, it does not matter. What matters, Lord God, is that you've done something in my heart, and I'm trusting you to do something in everyone else's. I want to walk as my heart pure before Almighty God. The outcome is God's, y'all. The the outcome is God's. And so, Lord, would you help us to leave that at the cross, too? Because a lot of times when when I go to someone, I expect there to be this outcome, and it doesn't work that way, and I get upset again. Oh, so Lord, help us to leave the outcome with you, God. Thank you for your grace to do it, for your strength to do it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.